You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Maybe you could make this proactive and fold the fucking mountain of laundry mm. upstairs that is yours. Great idea. Did you do it? I did. No, you didn't. Not all. I of did it. not. Do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. You're listening to the Laughing Couple podcast with your host Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Oh, wow. So. So. You know what's crazy? I don't. I feel like. I feel I, like breaking. Try to finish my sentence. Okay. Right? Yeah. I feel like I haven't... Had sex in a long time. Seen you this week. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Both I, are true. I feel like I haven't seen you this weekend. This weekend? Yeah. Well, we had a party. Minus Friday. I didn't talk to you once during that party. Yeah, though. we are notorious for that. That's, That's not our- true. That's not true. I tried because I know that we have this conversation a lot and I'm like, you're right. Like we tend to just like, especially for hosting, we're trying to like manage it, like the hosting responsibilities. But I did try to seek you out throughout the party and, and, I, and you were like, peace. Meh. And I was like, fuck this. So I just stopped. Well, I find that when, and specifically when you're hosting the party at your house, it is the responsibility of the host to ensure that every single person who's at the party is spoken to. It's like a wedding. Yeah. Like, it's true. It's rude for you to come to our house and for us not to say hello to you. It's the hostess with the mostest, not the hostess with the shitness. Are you saying that because we were Beetlejuice? No. Oh, because that's like a line from Beetlejuice. No, I just want to... the hostess to... with the mostest. Yes. No. But um, I am saying it is, it, there's some truth to that that we put our own personal enjoyment with each other aside when we're the host. 
when you go to someone else's house, now you get to mingle with your And partner. like that's when you kind of like lean on them as like a little bit of a, like a clutch to be like a crutch? I don't know. Which one is it? Clutch, crutch or crutch? A, well, both could be true. Mm-hmm. I think it's a. I, I think they're it's clutch. a crutch. They're they're totally. But clutch I do think it's a crutch you. because you lean on a crutch. But it's definitely a crutch. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's when you lean on them because you're kind of like, well, you know what? This is this is my default person. You want to know how I um, uh, how do I how do I how do I phrase this? You I know how know. I look at a good party? How? When I look around the party and I see spouses not, not beside talking. each other. Yeah, because then they feel comfortable. They're vibing. They're yeah. hanging out. Yeah, I agree. When, I, when I'm hosting a party or technically when we're hosting a party and the spouses have dispersed and mm-hmm. are in their own conversation, mm-hmm. I think we have succeeded in providing an environment that is welcoming. I don't know why I'm picturing this, but like, if someone's standing beside their spouse, you're like across the room like, hey! Fuck you guys. Split up. Separate. <laughs> Separate. You're if the you only stay, ones. If you want to stay in this fucking house, you're you the only move. ones that are still together. Look around. Read the, read the room. Okay. So let's move on to. I, I would never do that. I know. Let's do. I love you and you're annoying. This episode, we are going to be talking about a couple things. Uh, These just are some golden nuggets. Today. Thumbnail. Thumbnails? Huh? Well, points. Bulletin points. Number one, love you, you're annoying. Number two, is ghosting your friends why do we, acceptable? Why do we because do I, this? Want, I like to do this because people are like, huh, I'm going to like wait for this. They I'm have it in this. the show notes. Whatever. Not everyone reads the show notes. That's true. So anyways, before Put I was rudely interrupted, those. I love you and you're annoying. Is ghosting acceptable for friends these days? And uh, default parent, is that an appropriate term? And lastly, how to talk to your kids when they bring you something they have created. The answer might not be what you think it is. Okay. No, it's not default parent. It's parent guilt. We're talking about mom guilt, dad guilt Oh, today. yeah, and the default parent. Yeah. I wasn't wrong. So this Coles Notes version is garbage. I wasn't Guys, wrong. just listen, and I'll tell you, things will happen. You're being rude. I, I just added an extra oh, one. Oh, yeah, fair. Okay. Okay. Do you have an I love you and you're the, annoying? Uh, no, go ahead. Mine is... I feel like, would you say that throughout the week, we are both like very, very busy, like day to night. Yeah. Very busy. So we don't really get a lot of shit done other than our jobs and then being full-time parents. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Okay. So I find that on the weekends, this is the time, unfortunately, that we have to do like adult shit, like organize or clean and you like to have your weekends, which I totally get to just like chill out and be a dad, like play with the kids, which respect. Love that. For hashtag, you. hashtag respect. However, if I am not nagging you day after day or sorry, hour after hour about the shit that we need to do, it won't get done because you don't initiate those things. Like I have to like literally like beat it in you or else you won't do it. And you still didn't do it. Like you didn't fix the shelf, which I've been asking you to do for literally months. Weekend's not over, bitch. Literally months. I've been asking you to do this. And I was like, hey, babe, because you watched a bunch of football this weekend. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I watched no football. You watched a documentary on football. I watched a documentary on football. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, lots of it. And I said, no worries. Maybe you could make this proactive and fold the fucking mountain of laundry Mm. upstairs that is yours. Great idea. Did you do it? I did. No, you didn't. 
not all. I did it. not. Do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah, that's really I, annoying. I did rallies. I feel like if I am not being yeah. the one that's like, let's do this, because I don't want to do this either. Like that's, that's the fair. last thing I want to do on the weekend. But yeah, we, fair. We don't have time in the week, so we got to be adults sometimes. All right, my I love you and you're annoying this week is the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy that exists in your communication at times. Mm. Yesterday, speaking of yesterday, we had decided that we were going to clean our garage. Correct. Mm-hmm. On the way home from where we were, Cooper fell asleep and we agreed in the car that we were going to continue driving around for a half an hour. And if he woke up within the 15 minutes, we would go to a park and then we'd come back and we would do that. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> so we had to rush home first. Yes. While shitting my pants, not shitting my pants. I got to the washroom on time while doing that. I got a text message saying, Riley doesn't want to go to the park. She's not in a good mood. I'm going to take Cooper. You keep Riley at the house. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, no problem. I then. Hold on. You're not, you're not sharing all the information. Hold on. I then finished. This is my time. I I get it, but you got to share all of the information. uh, This is my time. Okay. You can have your time, but make sure you share all of the information. No, you didn't. I I said, finish the story. You've left out a huge part. I said, why don't you, why doesn't Riley stay home? And when I, you can build, you can start putting together the wall unit. That is not what you wrote in the text message Excuse at me. all. So anyways. Bring up evidence A, anyways, come to the, come anyways, to, what did anyways. you say? Approach the bench. Anyways. So I said, yeah, sure. And then 10 minutes later, five minutes later, I said to you, hey, Britt, just finished in the washroom, not doing very well. Don't feel very well. I'm going to sleep for about 20, 15 or 20 to 30 minutes. You wrote back. Okay. You come back three hours later, three hours later, and you're pissed off that I haven't done the garage. When yeah. we said we were going to do the garage and you said, oh, I God. kept Cooper away so that you could do the garage. I'm like, no, you kept Cooper away because he was sleeping. First of all. I didn't say I kept Cooper away. So Where, you, where, where's the evidence? I can't, my, my phone won't turn on. Look, it's literally frozen. All right. I didn't say I when kept him away on, so you can do the garage. All I'm I, saying, hold on. I said, I kept Cooper away so that you could start the shelving unit. I can't help you with that. So you were going to put the shelving unit together and I was going to organize the rest of the garage. All I asked for you was to start the shelving unit and don't like Wait. literally I come back and to see that is nothing has been done was very frustrating. So here's the hypocrisy okay. of the situation. You say to me and I quote, why wouldn't you tell me that you're not feeling very well and tell me that you weren't starting the garage? And I told you, why wouldn't you tell me that you weren't coming back home? Yeah. And I absolutely get that. I completely assumed that you just kind of understood that I was not away for no reason. I was trying to keep him away. Definitely should have communicated with you. When you also said that I'm like, I'm not doing well, I'm going to take a 20 to 30 minute nap. I literally was like, he's probably shitting his pants because you shit two other times that morning. I had a bad morning. I just figured that you were having a poop tummy ache. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that you were like truly sick. I wasn't good. Anyways, let's move on. Yeah, please. Next weekend, or I'm not here next weekend, but can you just take an active role of being like, hey, what do we need to do around this house so that my wife doesn't have to yell at me every hour? Or Susan Bratton when you need her. That'd be great. I don't need Susan. I need you. Anyways. 
Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. <laughs> just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks? What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. So let's get into this podcast, shall we? Because we're like almost 10 minutes deep now. Let's talk about the podcast. So we just had a party, right? Mm -hmm. Which brought a Halloween party, which brought up 
something that we have recently been been noticing. Mm-hmm. At first, we thought it was, oh, that sucks. And then it was like, well, that's weird. And then it's like, well, that's kind of annoying. And mm-hmm. now it's like, wait a second. Is this, is this norm? a thing? Yeah. So let's talk about that thing. <laughs> As in like, here's the baton, Brittany. Would you like to start? Well, this is your conversation. And okay. I said, yeah, that's an interesting so way of looking at thing. it. So here's the thing. We are finding when you are texting your friends or if there's an invitation to something, I am I am noticing in the last, I would even say like that last six months minimum, but I'm finding that people aren't responding like RSVPing to things either at all, like there is no RSVP or they're responding like day of the event or only when you have prompted them. And so here's, here's. I find it's more about the prompt. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey, are you coming? No, no, no. I understand that. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm coming. And so for me, it's like, we are, we understand like shit happens. Like we are parents. We completely empathize with like, oh, you can't get a sitter or like so-and-so is sick. We understand. I think that it's just like, you're right. It's like when I, the host of this party have to ask you, like, are, like, are you coming? And it's like three hours before the event. It feels a little shitty because it, it makes like, we have tried to prepare and like we bought alcohol, we bought all of this food. We're just trying to get a sense of like numbers. And the, I, the fact that I, I have to be the one to be like, yo, are you coming? Was frustrating. In saying that, I get it, life happens, but we're wondering if this is just how it is lately. And beyond that, there were people who didn't even respond to me, like didn't even say yes or no. Like not one word. I find that it's just a... I'm like, I think this is. I honestly think... Is it me? Am I I the I think this is a COVID, a post-COVID world that we're living in. And it's not... I think it's just this whole non-committal thing. Yeah. We lived in this space for so long that was like, let's make plans and let's hope the government doesn't shut us down. And almost every plan that you made for about two years was like up in the air. So do you feel like people have PTSD and they're kind of like, I want to go, but like, mm, do I? I feel like there's two things that are happening. Number one, I feel like social anxiety is now peaking, right? Like I feel like there's an overwhelming sense of like, I don't know. I think there's multiple things now that I really kind of uh, unfolded in my head here. I feel like there's this like social anxiety thing is a real thing. People don't know how to be in social environments anymore. Right. Then they're super stressed out to begin with. So it's like day of the event. It's like, you know what? Maybe I I won't feel good on that Friday. So maybe I don't want to commit to that. And then the other side of it is, is like, I think that there's this new wave where it's like socially acceptable to not be in communication. Yeah. Which I feel like is, is not okay. (laughs) Like if these are your friends, you know what I mean? Like, and like, this isn't just us. Like I was talking to a friend who had a very similar situation and she was fucking pissed because a bunch of people like her good friends just didn't even respond or like during the event was like, sorry, couldn't like, do you know what I mean? And you are so right with people being like, um, committing like pre-commitment. So they're like, okay, I don't really want to say yes or no, because the day of the event, I might not feel that. And you know, that is totally fine. However, you need to be proactive in messaging the host to say, heads up, 
not in a good mental space or whatever, do not, don't make the host message you. Like, honestly, there's, there's just no excuse for that for me. Like I, and I just feel like we've all been guilty of like forgetting to text a friend back. And it's like, you are the worst to the ones you love, right? You know that your friends are going to be here and they're not going to be like, well, fuck you. Like I 100% have taken a couple of days to take, to text a friend back because life gets in the way. And like, that's totally fine. But I just feel like it's becoming more acceptable because we're all so busy. And then we, we kind of lean on that as a, I was busy, sorry. And it's like, okay, well, how much value do you put on this friendship? Like if it's one person constantly checking in, and the other person is kind of like scatterbrained, that person who's constantly checking in is going to eventually reel it in because it's one-sided, right? I think it really comes down to respect because I can confidently say that I have said yes to plans thinking, oh, maybe I, maybe I won't want to do that. right? And then when the day comes, you, not wanting to do that. And you, I sure as shit hope, message the host to say not really in the mood no i i go i always go (laughs) okay whatever i go the first couple of minutes are like and then i get into it and then i'm like thank god i went right okay if i say i'm going to go somewhere i go somewhere that's just the reality and if something comes up obviously i don't but i can honestly say that in my world and in my life right now i don't want to do things that I probably wanted to do before. For sure. We are working a lot more. We do have a lot more stresses in our lives. Our kids are at that age where we're bouncing across from each other. Mm -hmm. I don't get to see you very frequently. That's the reality of it. And so when I say yes to plans that I know are going to take me away from my family and Mm -hmm. take me away from you, I don't want to do those. I know. But you're right. But I recognize the importance of them. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that if my friends are inviting me out, they want to see me. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing, this is, this is kind of like playing with me a little bit because I I don't even know how how to describe this, but if you're the host of a party Mm -hmm. and you have to reach out to the guests of the party to confirm that they're coming because they have not confirmed that they're coming. Yeah. It kind of feels like they don't want to come. <laughs> no, but it kind of feels like desperate. Yeah, yeah, I like, see that. Hey, just do- Are you double checking. Party? Are you going to come here? Are you going to hang out with I'll me? Be waiting at the door. We're throwing a really good banger. <laughs> like, hope to see you. And before, <laughs> and then be- it's just like crickets at the party, and you're like, before COVID, it was like I'm throwing a party. We invite a bunch of people, and we're like. I hope people don't show up like everyone shows right, up because is there enough room yeah. for everybody? Is there enough food for everybody? Is there enough alcohol? Sure. And now it's like, I hope people, people show come. up. Like, and then you're constantly as the host, you're like doing a little bit of head counts and being like, okay, yeah, that's kind yeah. of like, I, I thought maybe, maybe more people will show up. But like, if they don't, I think we did a good job mm-hmm. here. And we honestly, the group of people that came, we had, I was doing a head count. We had around 30 people here and they were wonder, like wonderful people. And the people who couldn't make it also wonderful people. And it's not just our party. It you was can't like, make a party who cares. No, it's not about the party. Being communication yeah, people. Just, that's just all we're saying. It. And, um, yeah, I just, I've found this just over, not even like specific to our party. I just mean about like regular plans too. Like I've been like, absolutely regular like, plans. This why, is not, why is there no response this is here? not an isolated issue. This is an issue that has been going on, as you said, for at least six months since mm-hmm. things like opened up. Yeah. I feel like people just don't know what's acceptable anymore. Yeah. Let us remind you 
that if you get invited to something, it is socially acceptable to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. It is not acceptable to ghost the person. Yeah. Especially if it's a friend. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't ghost. Um, okay. Let's move on because we could talk about that forever. So you want to talk about parent guilt. Yeah, I do. I really want to talk about there's two things here, and this is more for the for the gentleman in the mm-hmm. room here. So there has been this movement that I've been hearing and seeing and, and experiencing, especially on this podcast. I hear it more on this mm-hmm. podcast than any other spot about mom guilt. And it's important for me to say this. You should probably set a disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Because you're going to be ripped apart. <laughs> yeah. Mom guilt is a real thing. Of course it is. And I'm not saying for a moment that it's not a real thing. I keep hearing, oh, you know, I, I've got to balance my work and I got to balance my career and I got to balance my goals and I got to balance my kids and I got to balance their plans. And I got to balance this. And I got to balance that. And all of those things are true. And the busier you get, the more guilt you have. But let's not forget that for the entire history of mankind, there's been dad guilt. Mm hmm. There's been dad guilt. I don't care who you are or maybe in the 60s when they were all drunk and fucking like gone and absentee dads. Maybe they didn't give a shit. But for as long as I can remember, dads have dad guilt. And I agree with you. I think that I was being I was not triggered because it didn't trigger me, but it, it made me maybe like want to explore this conversation further because when you said like it's not mom mom guilt and dad guilt it's parent guilt and it's equal which unfortunately I don't agree with and I wish it was equal but I don't think it is this is a perfect example so my friend was invited to go on this incredible work trip because she's been doing awesome in her specific field okay it was like in LA and she just had a baby like two and a bit months ago and the person who invited who invited her was like, "This is one like if you're going to go to any of them, like it need it should be this one. So if you could swing it." And she was like, so sad, like fucking sad and pissed, and also like very grateful that she gets to stay home and gets to be with her baby. But at the same time, she was like, "If this was my husband, he could just leave." I like. Because the baby was a, like, is attached to her and still nursing, she cannot leave for a week and a half without a baby. So I think that mom guilt really stems from this like situation of like, if you are gone, you like you, you can't, you can't go. And I understand that it's not like that for the entirety of parenthood. I just think that moms feel a little bit more, especially if here we go, Ryan, especially if the mom is the default parent. <laughs> I don't even think we're going to get to talk about that, but Ryan fucking hates that word. So I despise that. Yeah. Word. And that's another thing. But do you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I think that because the choice of work or social gathering is often removed for a mother and when the child is young, like she okay. doesn't even have that choice. Okay. I got it. I get your perspective. Okay. I validate your perspective. And before I, before you continue, I'm not devaluing the fact that you and, and fathers around 100% have father guilt. It's just not the same. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We talk about, and people always say, oh, first world problems, right? We talk about stress. We talk about anxiety. We talk about all of that stuff. 
And there's always going to be somebody who has it worse than you. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be somebody who has a different version of stress than you. That uh, if you were to go A plus B, which one would you rather? You'd take yours over theirs. It doesn't eliminate your stress. It doesn't eliminate your anxiety or your depression. We accept that. Mm -hmm. But then on this other side, it's like, no, 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 no. Mom guilt is way worse no, than dad guilt no because they that. came from our vaginas. No one's saying that. Let's be very clear. When Riley was one month old, I started a brand new job. And where did I have to go for an entire week? That first month, Boston. And I'll tell you right now, I don't cry because I'm very manly and over overcompensated with pushups and fixing cars and stuff. It crushed me to leave my daughter and to leave my wife a month after they were born to go do a job, it killed me inside. You're not understanding because what you're, what you're saying is I had the choice to be able to go. Correct. Of course I could go and you couldn't go. Of course Riley wasn't eating from my bosom. Uh, Nobody is not. It's not what I'm talking about is you're talking about two different forms of guilt. You're talking about the guilt of not being able to go on a work trip. Mm. I'm talking about the the guilt of having to go on a work trip because I can't say to my boss, I'm sorry, I'm birthing my child right now. Nobody is negating your feelings about having dad guilt. I think that dad guilt is very much real. All I was saying is that I think sometimes a mom guilt has it kind of compounds and snowballs from these moments that, that women also are way more emotionally attached. Like this is a huge blanket term, but for the most part, a woman is usually a little bit more emotionally attached. It's just when something is literally a part of you, something happens like literally chemically in you where you're like, okay, I have this connection that it is just impossible to feel the same. However, This is not something to be like, mine's worse than yours. You are right. It is parent guilt. I just don't think a lot of men, you are the exception. I don't think a lot of men have it. No, I don't think a lot of men talk about it. Maybe. And I'll tell you why I don't think a lot of men talk about it. Maybe, but a lot of men will be like, I don't even think of my kids. I think a lot of men don't talk about this. Now, this is going to be whatever, but I'm sure most men, if you're smart men, don't don't agree to this when you're sitting beside your wife. Just agree to it in your head, but don't agree to it because you're going to get in a fight about this. <laughs> Most men don't say that they feel guilty. Most men don't talk about this because their partner is probably going to be like, oh, really? You, really? Really? You think it's that bad? How about I do this, 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 this? I've got guilt. You don't have guilt. That's what happens. Mm. Our guilt is suppressed to a point that we don't even fucking talk about it. Mm. We won't talk about it because it's emasculating or we get emasculated when we do it or we're made to feel like, yeah, okay, I understand. Well, at least you get to go golfing. Well, you know what? I don't want to go spend five hours on the golf course with with a client. It's for work. I don't want to do that. I don't want to fly to Boston. I want to be home with my family. But guess what? My boss isn't saying, well, you just had a kid, Ryan. Looks like you have to stay at home. No, it's like your wife's at home, Ryan. Go. Okay. That's the truth. We don't talk about the the dad guilt. We don't have some hashtag gad dil, gad, dad guilt movement. But God damn it, we should. It's no one is guilt. telling you that you can't have 
dad guilt. And you're right. Maybe you don't talk about it enough. That's pretty much across the board for men and emotions. But in saying that, there are also a lot of men who just don't have it. They don't, they don't care to have it. And you talk about like being completely broken down and reprimanded if you, if a, if a dad comes in and is like, you know, like I feel guilty for going and then their spouse rips them apart. It's about, I think about how you communicate. Like say you have an evening away and it's for work or whatever the fuck it's for. If you approach your spouse and you say, listen, I know tonight's going to be a lot for you. You got both kids, witching hour, whatever. I need you to know that I appreciate you being home and not like, but, and I am feeling a lot of shit inside me as well because I miss the kids and I want to be here with you. And it's just about that communication because a lot of the times men are like, give me the fuck out of here. You are the exception because honestly, like you would rather be home with the kids. You want to hang out with me. I'm kind of fun. And like, you will have a couple drinks here and there with your friends, but you really don't need to go out and do that shit. Like it's not for you, but a lot of men do not have it. Like they just don't. I, I would be willing to bet you're wrong. Okay. That's I'd be fine. willing to bet that if we pooled 100 men, that the majority- That they're going to say, I have guilt for golfing for six hours and they're not like deuces. I'm so excited to it's be out, out of my house listen, for when six hours. When you're, when you're golfing, you're, you have to be in the game. You have to be, you're on. You're either schmoozing a client or you're trying to hit a, just a laser hey, of a let's shot. Let's just remove work in what general. I, but what I'm getting at is- what I'm getting at is when I make plans to go golfing, I know when I kiss the kids goodbye, I know I'm not going to see them when, when I get home. I know they're going to be in bed. That doesn't make me feel good. And I'm telling you right now, you pull a hundred men, I guarantee you over 50 of them. And particularly the people listening on this podcast, cause they're listening to this podcast, guarantee they have dad guilt for leaving uh, their families. I, they probably have dad guilt. I don't necessarily agree with, and honestly, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that when a man goes golfing for six hours that he has that, Oh, I don't know if I should really go because my DMS are, are, my DMS are filled with moms and wives. Like my, the minute my husband gets to go golfing, not only is he going golfing, he's also staying for drinks afterwards. Then they're having dinner. Like they're extending that to the point where that makes me think that like, yo, how bad is your guilt? If you had the choice to go golfing for six hours and then come home, but you chose to extend that. It depends if it's with the client. It's not, if it's These with are friends. The, okay. Well, I'm just saying if it's with a client or whether it's with friends, Clients if, different. Those, if those friends of yours don't have kids, they don't understand. I'm not talking. What are you talking about? How do you have dad guilt with no kids? If, if I'm talking about me, if I go golfing with guys who don't have oh, kids, oh, the they don't have dad guilt. I think, they don't understand <laughs> I why I want to be home. Saying. That's fine. All I'm saying. What I'm getting at is dad guilt is a real thing. Yes, Mom agreed. guilt is a real agreed. thing. Can we have this like hashtag movement of parent guilt yes. as opposed to making it about it's got to be mom guilt. We do this, this and this. Well, we do this, this and this and we get, we feel guilty about it. So you want and people I want, to say I have such parent guilt right parent now. Parent guilt. Mm. It's a parent thing because when you say it's a mom thing, you, you just automatically assume that the dads don't experience that. Also, and I'm telling you, we've been experiencing it for thousands of years. I think that you are also taking the, like taking that personally, just because a mom is saying I have mom guilt, that doesn't equal that dads don't. You can still say I have mom guilt and dads are allowed to have dad guilt too. Like I'm just speaking through my experience because I have mom guilt. 
Like it's, do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be like, I have mom guilt and fuck that. He's not, he doesn't have dad guilt unless somebody is specifically saying. Someone literally just said that most men don't. So mm, I disagree with what you're saying, but I hear what you're saying. (laughs) And let me go back to what you said earlier, because you said something that absolutely drives me We don't have time for default parent. We're going to talk about default. No, we don't have time. We do. No, we we don't. Let's make a whole episode on that because I swear to God, we're going to go on a tangent and I don't want to. Let's end this with that little reel that you sent me. That was really, really cool. We will leave. I'm not happy about this. We will leave. Listen, I'm I'm trying to give that topic lots of like airtime because it needs space. It's going to be, we're going to be arguing. Yeah. Well, (laughs) this sounded fun. This one, this is the laughing couple. No, I, I'm, we're not disagreeing. It's a really healthy conversation because I, I think that it's it's okay to just, I will actively start referring to parent guilt if I'm around you. You know what? Here's what I'm going to, I'm going to challenge. I'm going to invite the people who listen to this podcast, the women who listen to this podcast, I'm going to invite you to ask your spouse mm-hmm. if they feel that when you say mom guilt, it excludes them. Mm. I'm going to ask them because if they actually check in with their spouse to say, hey, listen, when I hear when you hear me say mom guilt, do you do you assume that you don't have one or do you assume that I'm assuming that you don't have it? I guarantee you it rubs I guarantee you it rubs men the wrong way. Okay. And if you check in with your spouse and you find out it does rub you the wrong way, maybe, just maybe, as a collective inside your own unit, you can refer to it as parent guilt. When I'm around you, I will do my best to say parent guilt. If I'm alone or if I'm with other moms, I will be saying mom guilt. Yeah. You know who isn't feeling guilt right now? My husband, because he's a dickhead. <laughs> okay, let's finish with this little gem. So you sent me a reel today. It was so I was so interesting. So basically this mom talks about how her daughter came up and she drew her a picture and the picture is super cute. And she's like, hold on, mom, I got to go pee. So the mom leaves and then makes this quick video. And she was like, listen, my daughter's, she's going to the bathroom. She's going to come back. But before she does, I want to show you this picture that she just drew me. And it's absolutely incredible. Now, your first response as a parent is to say something along the lines of, Wow. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh my God. Congratulations. You're so talented. Yeah. And you would think that that but that's would all be... true. <coughs> you're not lying to your kids. If you're no. drawing sucks, you tell them. But this, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This woman invited the viewer to instead of like immediately praise the work that is done to perhaps suggest answering it with something a little bit different because if you were answer if you're telling your kid every time they make you something wow that's amazing they are now going to grow up every time they do something whether Validate. that's big or small they need like they need instant validation to equal their worth yes so by you saying that's amazing that's beautiful they're like okay if they go do something in their job and they don't get that if their boss isn't like wow what an incredible job they're like well shit is this not, am I, I'm not doing well. Like you need that validation. So she said, try things like, what is your favorite part about this? Or what, like, where did you come? Like, where did this come from? Tell me about this this? picture. Yeah. Like what was was the process? And I was like, that is such a simple thing to do, but it is so powerful, so powerful. And it runs along the lines of, um, when your kid comes home from school and instead of saying, how was your day? And they are like, fine. You you sent this to me too, I think. You're like, hey, ask them something specific. Did you go outside for recess today? They answer. Say they said, yeah, we went outside. I played with Billy. 
something as simple as repeating what they said back to them. Oh, you went outside and played with Billy. It's like now they get to choose the next adventure, the next event, like the next sentence, like they're in control of the conversation. Yeah, and we did this or yep. That's it. Like, do you know what I mean? Because You're not kids, are, kids what else? are always what else? waiting for you to control, the control, conversation. control the conversation. Yeah. What I like about this is my father used to tell me a long time ago. He said, Ryan, if you're ever a boss, remember this. People will work for a paycheck, but they'll die for recognition. Mm. That is that is engraved in your in your skull in the first seven years of being alive. And if you think about it. If your kid's coming to you and you're praising them and praising them and praising them for whatever it is that they're doing, instead of giving them the power in controlling the conversation, they'll always go to validation, Mm -hmm. validation, validation, validation. And then validation equals your worth. Whereas if you give them the power to it and you ask them questions like, how did you do that? What is your favorite thing about this? Now they get to be in charge of their feelings towards what it is that they did. And I think it's it's cool. It's good to note too, like this doesn't like you can 100% give compliments to your children. It just is, it would be interesting to do this like every other time or like maybe start with the questions and then end with, after they've got to tell you about everything. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Like I really enjoyed that. I'm so impressed. Yes. Like, yeah. I think if you, I, I don't like, I'm not, I want my kids to come to me. I want to be their cheerleader. I will be their cheerleader for the rest of time. I think, and she didn't, she didn't say this in this, but I think we can assert or insert the fact that once it's all out there, validate them. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if it really is a nice drawing, it's a really nice drawing. And like, but I'm the first person, like you you can attest to this, Brittany. If the kids and I are throwing a ball back and forth and they don't throw it to me, I'm like, that's a terrible throw. <laughs> you I'm like, suck. I'm like, you guys, aim. I'm not going to no, play you with don't you. Say that's a terrible throw. No, I do. Say. I'm like, terrible throw. And I'll, if I throw it to Cooper and it's a bad throw, he'll flat out say to me, terrible throw, <laughs> dad. <laughs> Riley, same thing. Terrible throw, terrible kick, terrible shot. Yeah. They'll say those things to me. I'm being honest with them. It's more, I think you were saying, like, try to validate and praise their process or why they did it or those things rather than the final product. Right. right? But the, 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 it was just very interesting. Yeah. The way that it was presented, we're it gonna was like. implement it because you just ended today. So I'm going to try that out. Yeah. The way, the way that it was presented, it was like, as she's describing it, I'm like, yeah, of course I'd say that. Why wouldn't I say that? It was a nice drawing. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the rainbow. It's amazing. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Look at the detail on, the, on this. The way that she worded it, it was like, yeah. Man, I have one more thing. I'm going to, I'm going to save it. Say it. No, it's a, like, it's a totally other conversation. Is it? It's real good though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll well, save it for default it parent. juicy? No, no. It was just like a really powerful situation. I'll save it. Okay. All well, right. Well then. Next week. Then let's talk about something else. No, we're good. We got, we're, no, we, like, we're out of time. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? Let's not talk about something else. Next week we have our, uh. Our ghost episode. I'm feeling guilty. So we go read a whole bunch of spooky stories. So don't listen to that. Spooky, Halloween. It's spooky, spooky. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety 
family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the cycle babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.